Ow. Time to record? Yes, I believe it is. We will stop doing our animal impersonations. Link, link, momo. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. Boom, 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 boom. We're John and Andy. We have a show. Yep. Needed a theme song, so I wrote one. Here you go. We're both late bloomers and a perfect pair. Got married, went to school, had a kid, started over with a whole new career. <laughs> we got to figure out this thing as we go. The John and Andy Show. <laughs> Welcome to Oh Shoot Reboot. I am John Dawkins, and the lovely vision across the table from me is my wife, Andrea. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm pretty good. I've been off work this week. Eileen's had day camp in the mornings, which means mornings free of child. And it's been quiet, yeah. It has, and we've gotten stuff accomplished around the house. Yes, Eileen is at arts camp. She is, and I think she's enjoying it. She didn't like drama the first couple days, but yesterday she came home excited about drama. She gets to play a lion in their little play, so that's fun. She's also started soccer, which is cool. That is cool. Yes, and I, she seems to be enjoying that, but I think we've worn her out this week with two new activities. Well, she's been getting up early to go to the morning camp, and then she'll you know play all afternoon and then go to soccer, and then she's pretty much just wiped out. Yes. Well, it has been a ridiculously long time now since we recorded an episode. I think at this point we should probably just call it season two. <laughs> probably. We took a hiatus. We, our last uh, episode was in January, and that was kind of a holiday episode, so sort of, sort of specially themed. So uh, we've been off topic since last fall. We have topic? <laughs> well, we sort of an ongoing narrative. True. So we can get back to that today. It's been kind of a crazy several months here since you heard us last i've been focusing on some new things for wayne shout we've been working on a couple of different new series we did start though a a new gardening podcast with your brothers that's right andy's family owns young's greenhouse and flower shop here in fort wayne and her brothers decided to do a planters podcast called it ain't dirt it's soil which you can also find on wayneshout.com and uh they're very funny guys when they start arguing with each other, it's just, <laughs> I come from an NPR background, and so I've had a number of people compare them to Click and Clack from Car Talk. If you haven't already listened, I encourage you all to go listen because they are quite humorous. You don't even have to really like plants or gardening <laughs> to be entertained by their podcast. Something for everybody. But you will learn something. We've also had numerous times uh, my friend and cohort at Wayne Shout, Ben Clemmer, has been over here recording for his show, uh, Storytelling Breakdown, plus a new podcast that they have coming soon, a uh, role-play gaming podcast called RPG Decades, and that should be out, oh, here in the next couple of months. They've been recording a round-robin tournament, and uh, I think that's going to be a, a big hit with the gaming community. You've also been working on Wayne Shout, the podcast. Yes, hopefully here in the next month or so, we will have Wayne Shout the podcast because it's gotten to the point where I thought we have enough other podcasts going that we should like talk about what our community means and what we're trying to accomplish and do some uh, little interviews with some of our other podcasters. 
And we're looking at that to maybe come out about quarterly, about four times a year. We recorded the first podcast with Ben and his cohort, Caleb, for a storytelling breakdown. And that was a lot of fun, that interview. So that'll be a lot of fun, and that's coming up. But one of the big things that uh, has set me back as far as getting this show out and getting some things done is I had a computer crash a while back and lost some of our software, some of our plugins particularly for music production. So the first few episodes of this show have been kind of music heavy with me creating original music for the show and everything and for some bits. And I don't quite have that capacity. So this this particular episode will not be as musical as some of them. Some people might find that a bonus. We'll see. Who It'll knows? be like quiet time. <laughs> and now it's quiet time at Wayne Shout Studios. We'll put on some... Barry Manilow, and, <laughs> and chill to the vibes coming from my voice. So yeah, we're still recovering from that a bit, have some software to recoup. But all in all, we have a lot of really cool things coming up with Wayne Shout. We have a handful of new things in production and some surprises, and it's looking to be a good year, I think. Now that we're halfway through it, I'm quite excited. <laughs> kind of end the year strong. It's going to be a good second half. So that's the news in the podcast world. What else is going on? I can talk about good news. You want to do the good news? Sure. You got some good news? I have great news. It's not just good news today. It's great news. Good news. Good news. Good, 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 good. And he's got good news. Well, let's hear the news, dear. Well, the great news is that COVID numbers have come down. We're at our lowest numbers since March of 2020, which is amazing. Yeah. Vaccinations are going up, although they've slowed, but people are still out there getting vaccinated. Indiana's being a little under par. Yeah, I think I heard Indiana's at 35%, give or take, right now. Well, maybe a little more. It's been a few days since I've looked at that. And I think the U.S. in general is closer to 50%, if not yeah. higher. So, yeah, Indiana's a little behind. But I would say most people that we interact with are vaccinated. Yep, and we're vaccinated. And we're vaccinated. We've been fully vaccinated for, what, about two months now? Yeah, amazingly. It's been about six weeks since our, our second vax. How'd the vax treat you? Any side effects? Not really. I would say the first one, I would say no side effects. The second one, I got it in the morning. I'd say that evening I was super tired. But by the next day when I woke up, I was great. I got really tired the following day, and I had some weird, a weird series of muscle cramps, like going through my side and my leg that I'm assuming was a side effect of some sort. But other than that, it wasn't too bad. Oh, I will say I'm pretty sure I did have a swollen lymph node in my armpit that women are experiencing with the vaccination. The reason why we're not supposed to get mammograms until four to six weeks after we're vaccinated. But I would say that went away within a few weeks and... No other real problems, so. Mm. But the good news in all of that is that things are feeling way more normal. Kind of back to a normal, I would say. Masks aren't required most places now if you're vaccinated. Church has done away with the mask requirement. And we can go out and do things. You don't have that feeling that everyone's scared yeah. anymore. Yeah. You don't have that, you know, you don't look around at the grocery store and see people who just look scared. 
there's still everywhere you go, there's some people who are still wearing masks, and that's good. But I'm glad that they lifted the restrictions on people who've been vaxxed, and I was all for masking. It's done some great things. They're saying that a couple strains of flu may be extinct now because we wore masks last year. Which is a plus. Not that I want to wear masks all winter, every winter, just because of the flu. But I think it is a plus that we may have eliminated some of the nastier strains of the flu. You know, I would almost do it just to keep from getting a cold. I hate colds so bad. <laughs> that is true. And next year with our daughter, with Eileen starting kindergarten, oh, I am boy. not looking forward to the onslaught of germs that is going to enter the house. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. Uh, Eileen graduated from pre-K had a fun little ceremony. We're going to have a jelly bean report a little later that we recorded a week or so ago, and uh, she'll tell us all about that. Yes, our big pre-K graduate. <laughs> She's got graduation presents and everything. Yeah, and, and we were able to keep her in school all year, which was nice. So It was nice. In fact, her school only had one COVID case that I know of that yeah. they had to right at Christmas time shut down for the last few days before Christmas break. But other than that, they had a great year. She was able to be in school all year. I would say because of masks, she wasn't sick. We actually were commenting that she didn't have to miss any days of school. So that was pretty awesome. So lately, a lot of things have been opening up. Uh, restaurants are going to full capacity. You just see people out and about more. So I thought that it might be a good idea to uh, uh, add a little segment on a restaurant review. I think that's a great idea. Yum. 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 John's favorite local brand of coffee opened a coffee house recently. Yes, Utopian Coffee. Uh, I think it may have opened during COVID. Yes, I think it did. We just hadn't gotten around to it. We, we haven't been afraid to eat out, especially the last few months. But yesterday we went to breakfast at the new Utopian Coffee restaurant downtown on the landing. And I have loved Utopian Coffee for a good 10 years now. I got turned on to it at a place I worked they bought bulk coffee from them. Fort Wayne has a lot of really good coffee roasters, but I think Utopian is the best. And they started out as a bulk gourmet coffee roaster. And if you wanted to get coffee from them, you had to call them up and arrange to, to go pick it up at their door. <laughs> uh, until, you know, a few years ago, they started selling it at the farmer's markets. And I was very grateful for that. So I have Utopian coffee in my freezer at the moment and quite happy about that. But it was really cool to see them open a coffee shop so yesterday we dropped the kid off at camp and we went and had breakfast there. And I really like the atmosphere. I like the setup. I like the tables. It looks classy. It looks like it looks like a classy coffee shop. And their food was uh, exceptional. I thought. Yeah, I enjoyed my uh, coffee rubbed bacon and egg uh, <laughs> sandwich. You said the aioli was a little spicy, right? Yeah, it had a spicy aioli on it, which really only had a couple bites where it was heavy on the aioli, but I probably would leave the aioli off just because I'm not a big uh, really everything spicy type. And in the morning, I don't, my stomach doesn't appreciate spicy foods in the morning. Yeah, I, I can hear that. And I had a uh, sausage egg biscuit sandwich, which was good. The only thing I'll, I'll say against it was I thought the 
biscuit was overbaked. It was soft in the middle, but it was like really crunchy on the outside to the point where I attempted to take a bite out of this monster sandwich because it was about seven inches tall, I think. I tried to squish it down and take a bite and the biscuit immediately cracked into little pieces. So I had to eat it with a fork. Well, we do like flaky biscuits. Yeah. You don't want your biscuit to be tough. No. I mean, it wasn't tough, but it was crunchy on the outside. And yeah, it was pretty brown. I thought they overcooked it, but it tasted good. And the sausage patty was more of a, like a third pound hamburger patty and really dense. So it was like the sausage patty was a meal in itself. And then it had a, a big fluffy thing of a, a scrambled egg on top. And you did compare that sausage patty to like pork burgers you get. At, at Johnny Appleseed. At, yeah, at fairs and festivals and such. Yeah, I was biting into that thing, and, and in my head I was hearing the guy from Johnny Appleseed Festival, Pork burgers! You want them, we got them, come get your pork burgers! It did kind of, it was big enough to be a burger on yeah, its own. Yeah, it was very dense. Uh, it took a while to walk off that sandwich, but it was good. But the thing that uh, I love about them is the coffee. I don't know what it is about Utopian it's just better than everybody else. From the first time I had it, I thought, this is just the best coffee I've ever had. You know, normally I go to a coffee house, I get an espresso drink, I get a latte or something like that. But uh, I just got a their bottomless drip and they had three on there and I, I tried a couple of them. And first I had a cup of their light roast coffee that they had on. I like a light roast coffee. I feel like a lighter roast brings out the flavor of the coffee bean more. I think it's more pleasant. I don't like a real dark coffee. I think it just tastes burnt. And uh, fun trivia, the lighter roast coffee you get, the higher caffeine count. Interesting. Yeah. The uh, roasting process actually burns out a lot of the caffeine. Stronger flavor doesn't necessarily mean better. But In my opinion, it definitely doesn't. No. I like a, I'm with you. I like a smooth, light roast coffee. I like it. I like, to, I like it to have like a fruity overtone or something like that. And you, you lose that when you bake the heck out of it. But I had the Burundi Heza Pea Berry, which says it has overtones of blueberry and chocolate syrup and is intense in flavor. That was a, a super light roast, but it was really good. Uh, I really liked that. Enjoyed it. A little bit of cream in it. And after that, I also tried their medium level roast, the Honduras Oscar Nunez, which has hints of macadamia cookie and red grapes and is listed as satisfying. <laughs> was it satisfying, dear? It's a good cup of coffee, yeah. Mm. So all in all, we give Utopian Coffee, the restaurant and the coffee, a very high rating. We don't have a rating system worked out for this. Two thumbs up, uh, five stars. I don't know. We don't have a rating system. This is a first. And oh, o maybe we should do jelly beans. <laughs> or an oh, yeah, instead of an oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds kind of dirty. Two oh yes. So. I will say I did enjoy my uh, latte as well because it had fancy latte work on the top. The foam had a heart in it or two. Actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I will say that uh, I don't normally go for the unflavored latte, but I did this time and it was delicious and the espresso was good. And Yeah, you kind of surprised me there. You usually go for like something caramel flavored or, well, or chai. Or lavender. Or, <laughs> yeah, she got a lavender through the drive-thru at Conjure the other day. And uh, that was Oddly interesting. enough, lavender kind of tastes like maybe thyme? 
I don't know. Or I, sage. I don't know. It tasted I, kind of like Thanksgiving dinner. I don't remember if I tasted it. I just smelled it and it was like. <laughs> All right. Now our coffee house review is kind of splitting into two coffee oh, sorry, houses. Yeah. So let's keep this clean. Well, on top of restaurants opening up again, they're jump-starting movie theaters. Yes, I was excited to see that uh, Regal is offering their dollar movies for kids again this year. Um, Old movies, not new movies. Well, we haven't been to the movies yet, so we can't do a review on a current movie. But what's the fun in reviewing something popular or relevant anyway? So I would personally rather review a good movie that's a bit dated and never really got talked about. So I'm doing yet another new segment called Obsolete Movie Reviews. So the movie I wanted to talk about is one we both know and love. It's a rom-com. It reflects the topic of today's episode very well because it's about the first semester of a grown man going back to college. <laughs> That's what I do love this movie. It was written by Tom Hanks, directed by Tom Hanks, and starred Tom Hanks. What movie am I talking about, dear? Larry Crown? Uh, no, Thor The Dark World. Oh. Yes, Larry Crown. I don't think really anybody remembers this film. I think it kind of flopped, but that's a shame because I feel like it's a really good popcorn movie. It has the same kind of feel you've got with You've Got Mail, but the movie doesn't grind to a halt waiting for the AOL dial-up tones to finish. This movie is a sweet, heartwarming love story about an adult version of Charlie Brown falling in love with a bitter alcoholic. <laughs> Tom Hanks plays Larry, the nicest employee at a big box store, Stuffco or something like that who is recently divorced and in the opening sequence, he's fired for a stupid reason. He has worked at the company too long without advancing to management and he can't because of his lack of a college degree. Since he can't advance, he's making the company look bad, so he's out. It's stupid, but more plausible than I care to think. He has no job, he can't afford his mortgage, so he does the only sensible thing and enrolls himself in community college. <laughs> <laughs> And on the advice of a dean who clearly had just been smoking something with the boys over at Delta House, he takes the two most useless classes in the world for someone in his situation, speech and economics. His professors for those classes, respectively, are Julia Roberts and George Takai. It does have a great cast. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I won't spoil it as to which one of those he winds up with in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, George Takai does steal a number of the scenes just by being George Takai. <laughs> Very true. When Larry can't afford his gas-guzzling SUV, he trades his TV to Cedric the Entertainer for a used Vespa. He then does what any 50-year-old would do on the first day of college. He joins a scooter gang of millennials <laughs> who earn their street cred by going to brunch and garage sailing. He also befriends a young college girl who takes him under her quirky wing and makes him a better person somehow by teaching him to live more simplistically and how to dress like something other than a standard Tom Hanks character. <laughs> Their bizarre plutonic relationship also manages to cause fits of consternation to both Julia Roberts and Fez from that 70s show. <laughs> so the other half of this love fest, the speech teacher, spends her life wallowing in margaritas and self-loathing. She hates her class and hates her husband, an unemployed blogger with a fetish for cheesecake and softcore porn. She wants to believe that Larry is somehow a creep in spite of the fact that he has the demeanor of vanilla yogurt, but he wins her over in the end with his earnest dedication to French toast. First though, she has to hit the wall, divorce her husband and sober up, after which she's free to finish out the semester as a changed woman with a new zest for life. 
as one does at two weeks sober. <laughs> but jokes aside, the thing I really like about this movie, besides Tom Hanks, is that it doesn't follow the usual rule for rom-coms. For 95% of the movie, Hanks and Roberts only have a student-teacher dynamic. They actually fix their own problems and their own storylines and only come together at the end when they have a better understanding of themselves. In some ways, it kind of reminds me of the way we ultimately came together, because I went through a period of change and self-reflection before I was emotionally ready to meet you. And ultimately, in a small way, I feel like this movie was an encouragement for me to go back to school. So, my rating for this obsolete movie, Larry Crown, I give it one warm hug and two plates of restaurant-quality French toast. <laughs> <laughs> and now I think it's finally time to talk about our actual topic, which is uh, where we left off, like, last fall. Oh, you better remind me. Well, our narrative ended with me enrolling in college. Uh, uh, for the first time at the age of 35. Yes, I remember your first day well. <laughs> and I, I say well, which I really mean is your first day of school, I feel like that was the first year people on Facebook and such really started holding up those uh, first day of school <laughs> signs for their kids. Yeah. So John took a Sharpie and a plain piece of white notebook paper and wrote first day of school. <laughs> Yeah, backpedaling to just before that, I remember a very, uh, very clearly a freshman orientation day, mm. having to watch videos that were geared towards uh, kids who are leaving home for the first time and things that they should remember. And I'm like, okay, I have a mortgage. <laughs> yeah, don't go to off-campus parties and get drunk. That's what I remember <laughs> from freshman orientation. When I did it. Yeah. Important, I'm sure, but my eyes were glazing over a bit just because I was 35. 35 married with a mortgage, as you said. Uh, that, that really was the most discombobulating thing, I think, about going back to school that first semester was dealing with these kids just out of high school and, you know, just rolling my eyes at everything they did. I mean, fortunately for my sanity, a lot of them grew up fairly quickly, but it was uh, in some ways excruciating. Well, it gave you a firsthand look at, uh, like, watching kids, like, really become themselves. Even though it was excruciating at times to be around and to see, like, you watch them, like unfold from the teenager that was, you know, living with their parents into, by the end, semi-adults. And I say semi-adults because I don't think until you're actually out of college and into the workforce for a while that you're actually an adult. Yeah. And I noticed a lot of that hit them right about the end of the first semester. Mm -hmm. Because I was amazed at the number of students who left at the end of the first semester and came back at the beginning of the second with tattoos. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's when it hit them. I could do what I want. <laughs> I don't have to ask my parents' permission. I can just go do it. I remember one kid who just came back from break, and he had like a whole tattooed sleeve. And I was <laughs> like, okay, dude. <laughs> I remember he, he was a music tech major, so he had like a cassette tape unwinding or something on his arm. And he lasted in the program about another semester. That's another thing that was interesting, too, and it really didn't occur to me because I went there knowing what I wanted from the start, knowing what to expect and approaching it with an adult attitude, but the number of people who suddenly vanish from your 
degree after that first semester, that first year is staggering. It's just, you know, decide, oh, this wasn't what I wanted, which was interesting to me because that was the easier <laughs> time period compared to uh, some of the later stuff with the really hard projects and stuff. Well, it wasn't probably about the how hard it was, but it was actually getting in and doing it and realizing that it wasn't what they wanted to do or it wasn't as fun as they thought it would be. Yeah, although now that I say that, I am recalling that those first two semesters, there was a lot of stuff I didn't want to take that I had to, like music theory. I could see how that could drive people out there. Two semesters of music theory, two semesters of required piano. I don't play piano. I still don't play piano, but I had to play piano for a year, and uh, I didn't get very good at it either, but the music theory helped me a lot. I Wish I'd retained more of it than I did, but I do enough with like musical composition now that that's really the class that helped me flesh that out, I think. But uh, it was a slog going through it. But but yeah, that is what first semester was for me. It was a, a challenge of dealing with the stuff I had to get through to get where I wanted to go. There were certain things that I had to deal with that I felt like at my age I should not have had to do. They had a class called Icon, which was basically how to be a college student 101. There was so much of like, and this is a life lesson that I learned 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, it was a snoozer. Other than the kids, what do you think was most surprising about going back to college at 35? The thing I think that was most surprising, and it still involves the kids really, is the fact that I found myself relating to and having real conversations mostly with the teachers because I was older than a lot of them actually. That first semester I really got along well with my writing professor. I had to take a writing class which was essentially a, a review class on how to write papers and I was rusty as a writer going in there but I've been writing for 20 plus years off and on. I often said that if it paid anything, I would have gone back to school for writing because I think I'm a better writer than I am anything else, including a sound engineer, but there's just really no money in it. And my professor confirmed that for me. She's like, I write for magazines and online magazines and stuff, and I still have to teach to make money. I rapidly kind of became the teacher's pet in that first writing class just because she liked my writing style. We'd just sit there and talk about writing in general, and she had very little to critique me on outside of punctuation. But uh, the thing that really I found interesting in that class, being in there with all these 19-year-olds fresh out of high school, all I can say really is that I don't think high school's teach people how to write papers properly anymore hmm. because those kids were clueless. I still remember stuff from high school that they didn't seem to have a clue about. But what was interesting to me, and I didn't even do this in high school, is that uh, our rough drafts for papers in that class were peer-reviewed. So these 19-year-olds writing comments to me on the, <laughs> on the papers. And my favorite one, I don't remember which paper I wrote. I think it might have been one about illiteracy. Uh, which was fitting. Uh, I handed it to some kid and I got the paper back. There was nothing marked on it the entire way through till the end of the paper where he wrote, good use of big words. <laughs> it was that moment I went, oh, what am I doing here? <laughs> well, you got to give it to the kids because 
they got better as they the got years went better on. as the years went on. And in high school, you aren't required to write nearly as many papers as you are in college. And they needed a uh, they needed some help, which wasn't it that professor who recommended that you take on the job as a uh, the the tutoring yeah. yeah a writing tutor yeah she actually you know right off the bat liked my writing enough that she suggested if I wanted to make some money extra money as a student in a, a work study program I could. Uh, be a writing tutor. And so I did that for two semesters. I did that until we had Eileen and we just didn't have time for that. But yeah, I, sp- I spent several afternoons hardly seeing anybody because I don't know if it was just the time I was going in, but nobody was coming in for tutoring hardly. But when I did have kids in there to tutor, um, of course, it's going to be the situation where they will come in for last minute help or a proofread, you know, the day before a paper's due. And you have to look at something and go, oh, Lordy, how can I salvage this? Sometimes I was lucky to have written the paper the day before it was due. (laughs) That was me too. The thing I took away from that was that uh, a lot of people just don't like to write. People need to expand their vocabulary by a lot. Um, I... One of the main things I would tell people when they come in and start showing me their stuff, I'm like, get out your smartphone, download the dictionary.com app so that they can use the thesaurus and use it liberally because your professor does not want to see a paper where you use good as a descriptive for every single thing. I did have one student come in who had like two solid paragraphs that had a combined total of about eight goods in it as descriptive words. That was the biggest thing I could think to help was to tell them to download that app, use the thesaurus, and I gave them a handout on proper comma usage. Mm, that's important. That's the one thing I still have problems with is commas. Where to use them. Are you pro or con Oxford comma? Oxford comma? I am pro. I always put in an Oxford comma. That's the comma before the and when you're listing things. Yes, I'm all for the Oxford comma. If you list several things with commas and then you put an and at the end, but don't put a comma before it, you're combining those last two things into one thing. True enough. I do, however, think the two spaces after period is utter nonsense. Well, that's where you and I will disagree because I I have always (laughs) done two spaces after a period or some sort of punctuation, and it's a very hard habit to try to break. Well, it was a habit I never got into because I never had a English teacher in high school request it. I actually didn't know that was a thing until I was about 30. Yeah, that's how I was taught to write. And actually, when writing papers and you have to have a certain page length, just think of how much room that buys you. Yes, but do you remember how long my papers were? Well, yeah, you usually had to shorten your papers. You weren't usually (laughs) trying to stretch them, as I might have changed font sizes and such to try to make papers the right length. (laughs) Yeah, and that was not the case in high school when I was lazy. But in college, my papers tended to go on about three pages longer than required. Well, in in high school, you and I probably did not have the luxury of being able to do things like change font size and such, because I don't know about you, but I think my family maybe had a computer my senior year of high school, maybe, and that most of my papers were written on a typewriter or by hand. 
Most of my papers were written by hand. Uh, we did not have a typewriter or a computer. I got a, a, a word processor with a monitor about my senior year. We just didn't spend money on things like that at that point. And well, now you most, can't get by without it. Most people didn't have computers when we were in high school. Although I do remember talking senior year, a class asking how many people had internet at home. And it was a handful of people, not very yeah, many. Because yeah, yeah. that's how old we are. We're old as dirt. All right. We're off topic. That's true. It's relevant in, uh, you know, establishing where we came from as opposed to, you know, having to having a different set of values and stuff than the kids that, you know, I was going to school with, but. That's true. And I remember you uh, being particularly nervous freshman year about having to take math. Yes. And that can be for a later episode too, because I actually wound up not taking math till sophomore year. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Forget I mentioned it here. <sighs> you know, each semester had different challenges. Our second semester was particularly tough. I did have a friend die my first semester, Thelma. Oh, that's right. Before I decided to go back to college, I was working at a place. I had this coworker who was considerably older than us. She was actually Scottish, and she was a pretty amazing woman. And she survived pancreatic cancer, and then a few months later had it hit her again. And she died towards the end of my first semester there. I had actually not been working with her for a while. And then I did not get to see her before she passed again. I saw her once briefly. She brought you a pie. Yeah. She stopped by to give me an apple pie. We still have her her glass pie dish. We do. It didn't get returned before she passed away. That tinted things for me a little bit for a while there on that first semester. but. Uh, well, that and uh, mom also had quadruple bypass surgery right. your first semester. That's right. My mom. Yeah. That was a tough, that was kind of a tough first semester. Yeah. I mean, uh, there, we, there was a yeah. lot of, there was a lot of uh, personal stuff yeah, going on. Yeah. Fortunately, your mom is still with us. Uh, yes. Second semester was much harder because your dad actually passed, but we, we, we can yes. get into that at a, at a later date. Which caused you to drop a class. It did. <laughs> it did. I was overwhelmed anyway, and then that happened, and, and you needed me, and I, I needed more time, so... But we're talking first semester here. First semester, so. yeah. How did you do that first semester, dear? Uh, actually, I did well. It was actually probably the worst semester I did in college, just in just because I had some Bs. <laughs> uh, I did really well in college as an adult. I, I and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I was an adult and I was focused and I was surrounded by these kids who were not. So you went from. A high school student who barely graduated because, not because you weren't smart, but because you just didn't really like school. There were a lot of things. There was, uh, I, I had a really bad social anxiety and that held me back for a lot of things. And I, I, I shirked a bunch of stuff. I wasn't good at getting homework done and things like that. I was a kid. So you went from that to a factory worker. Yeah. And from a factory worker to a 13 or Plus years later, yeah. a college student, or I would say, what, 17 years later? Mm -hmm. To a college student. And how did you end your first semester? I ended my first semester on the dean's list with, I'm wanting to say, a 3.8 GPA. I think it was a 3.8. 
but I had like two B's and the rest A's for that semester. So the moral of our story here is that if you are someone listening and you're thinking about going back to college, but you're not sure because maybe you weren't a great high school student and just didn't really enjoy school, give it a try because you might be surprised by how good you are at college. You might be not wanting to do it because you think you can't, because you think it's been too long. You don't know that stuff anymore. That's exactly where I was, and I didn't think I knew it. And in fact, as far as math went, I had to take a remedial math course, but I did it, and I actually got an A in both semesters of math in the remedial math course and the algebra course, which I did not think I could do. But that's really the whole reason why I wanted to do this podcast is to try and encourage people to go out there and do it because you can. If you're focused, if you're determined, you can. I don't feel like college was really that hard. It was just a matter of getting it done. And I think anybody who puts their mind to it can do it. So if it's that kind of worry... Believe me, the teachers are right there with you. The professors want to see you succeed. They want to work with you. They're happy to work with you. Yep. And as we had alluded a little bit earlier, we had a lot of life events, big life events happen in John's first couple of semesters. Really the first three (laughs) semesters, we had (laughs) lots of big life events. And I often joked that... um, that his professors went through all of that with us because they were very understanding and worked with him on, you know, having to do things like take midterms while we're at the hospital, having Eileen. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had one professor in, in particular, and I still keep in touch with him. I, I still keep in touch with a couple of my professors, actually, who I consider to be mentors and, and friends on some level. And uh, like one of them in particular, he'd be like, you have the rest of the semester to get this project done. It's okay. You don't have to have it done right in a second. Have it to me by the end of the, of the thing. And I did. I got them done. Right. Because like we said, we had lots of major life events happening in those first three semesters. And the professors were right there being supportive of what was going on personally and in school. And I'm glad a lot of the major drama didn't happen in the later semesters <laughs> because I was so overburdened with projects. It was ridiculous. I don't think I could have, uh, you know, dealt with any <laughs> major family life things outside of school at that point. But story for another time. Right. Well, and I would say that as we are encouraging not only going back to school, no matter what age you are, but also other things like don't be afraid to go out and do the things you want to do in life. It doesn't have to be going back to school. It can be, you know, starting a business or trying something that you've always been afraid to do, but have always wanted to do. We should probably head into uh, everybody's favorite feature, the jelly bean report. Ah, our jelly bean. Eileen Jellybean. Graduated from preschool. Yeah, she's having fun right now. Yes, we'll have to do another jelly bean report on summer activities. Because uh-huh. I've signed her up for a, a handful of them. <laughs> Man, she was tired at soccer last night. Oh, boy. <laughs> she, that kid, she's been getting up early every day this week for her arts camp where she's been doing ballet and theater theater and art. Yeah, and, actually, this, and, is, this is really cool. They're working with, uh, I don't know, it's Mad Camp or Mad 2 Camp. And they're working with the Fort Wayne Ballet 
the Fort Wayne Youth Theater and the Fort Wayne Children's Choir. Yeah. This is her last day today, and she has a little showcase tomorrow night, and that'll be fun. Yes, but this is the first time in Eileen's life, in the five years that she's been alive, that we've had to wake her up consistently and be somewhere by 8 a.m. <laughs> she's pretty much had the life uh, life of luxury here with uh, grandma. Afternoon, afternoon preschool. Afternoon preschool, <laughs> grandma and grandpa being the main babysitters who would come to the house or... You know, and John being lucky enough to work at home so that she's kind of just always been able to wake up when she wants to wake up and have kind of a lazy mornings watching cartoons and eating cereal and then kind of getting the day started at noon. (laughs) (laughs) She's been getting up early and going to camp for four hours. Then she'd come home and play. And yesterday she spent like all afternoon in the pool swimming around being cute. And then she goes to soccer and she's just like collapsing on the ground <laughs> every five minutes. Like, I'm tired. She's like, oh, we're waiting in line to kick the ball into the goal. I'm going to sit down while I do that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here is, we recorded this last week. We recorded this just after she graduated from pre-K and she wants to tell us all about it. So here, without further ado, is the Jelly Bean Report. It's the Jelly Bean Report with Eileen Dawkins. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jelly Bean Report. Hi, Eileen. How you doing? Good. It's good to have you here. It's an exciting week for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What happened this week? I graduated from pre-K. You graduated from pre-K. Mm-hmm. Yay! Wow. I am in my jammy. Well, yeah, it's almost your bedtime. Yeah. So you graduated from pre-K. Yeah. You're heading to kindergarten next year, right? Yeah. Just a few months, huh? How how did you like preschool and pre-K? You were were there for two years. I liked it. Yeah. Basically three years. Oh, that's two years. Well, two school years. Your first year was during the beginning of the pandemic, which means that you stopped going to school in person and you had to finish virtually. Right? Yeah. So Zoom virtual preschool with a three-year-old, three-year-old classroom, so three and young four-year-olds. That's kind of fun, huh? Yeah. Interesting. I'm sure Mrs. Hobbs thought it was very interesting. And one day we had to do a scavenger hunt and it was really fun. Oh, that's right. I remember. Yeah. And someone has a pet turtle and on virtual he showed it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did your cats ever get in the camera? Did Brody and Izzy join ever? I don't remember. It I don't was... think they did. Oh, because when I was working at home, they loved to join my meetings. Yeah, she was doing it from my desk, though, and they don't they don't usually jump up on there. So you had the same teacher for two years yeah. for your three-year-old preschool and then for pre-K. Yeah. Mrs. Hobbs, mm-hmm. sure. who is a fan of the show. Yay! Yeah. Shout out to Mrs. Hobbs. In suburban Bethlehem, we had fun the two years we were there, right? Other than just like the normal letters and numbers and stuff, what did you learn in pre-K this year? What other class, what other things did you do? Well, we like, we make like little books. Yeah, and you had music class? Yeah. What other class did you have? Computer. Computer class, yeah. My, My favorite are math and 
Recess. Math and recess. You know what? Math was always one of my favorite things, too. Yeah. What else did you... You did something else at the end of the school year. Someone came to your class and you talked about money. We did JA. Yeah, you did junior achievement this that was year, at the end of the year, didn't you? one of my favorites. That was one of your favorites, too? Yes. And I only got sent to the principals once. Well, that was more <laughs> of a emotional breakdown than uh, anything else. Well, and it happens to the best of us. I got to color. You got to color while you're in the principal's office. Yeah, you weren't in trouble. You just needed to calm down. Let's talk about what you achieved. How far can you count now? A hundred. To a hundred. Actually, I can count to a thousand. A thousand? Mm-hmm. Wow. You're starting to learn to read a little bit, too. Yeah. And you, you know some sight words. Mm-hmm. And you know what sounds all the letters make. Mm-hmm. Go is a sight word. What? Yeah, what kind of words can you see and just know what it is? Go. Is that it? Can you think of any others? St. St. St is not a word. No, st is S-T. You're right. right. That's, that's right. what S-T makes. Yeah. What about, there? we went somewhere today and you always recognize that word when it's written out. Zoo. Yes. And sweet water. And sweet water. You recognize sweet water. You have the hiccups, don't you? Yeah. You might have to call all those out. Nah, it's cute. <laughs> You're not keeping those in. You can keep in the farts, though. <laughs> That's right. On your last jelly bean report, you had a nice fart in there. On my last one? Mm-hmm. Did you keep it in? Yep. <laughs> you also recognize words like cat. Bat. Bat. Hat. Hat. Chat. Dog. God. God. Eileen. Mm-hmm. Eileen. Which is my name, of course. What about mom and dad? Yeah. Andy and John. Vain. Vain? You know the word vain? <laughs> I said on one of the videos I filmed with my camera, if you don't know how to say my name, just call me Vain. <laughs> Yes, Eileen is in. She uh, wants to be a YouTuber someday, and she pretends to film videos. And I also film videos. Yeah, with your little camera. Mm-hmm. And on your phone. And on my phone. Well, maybe at some point we'll do a vlog to go along with this podcast. You never know. Might need to keep the house a little cleaner. <laughs> what else did you learn in pre-K this year? Well, colors. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, blue, indigo, and violet, too. I, I, you, just, you just did the Roy G. Biv of the rainbow. <laughs> Somebody is getting loopy because she's sleepy. She's had a couple of good days loading up on good food and sweets, and now she's just a little silly. Ready for bed. My gosh, what all happened this weekend to celebrate your graduation? I went shopping. You went shopping? And I got graduation presents and stuff. And I went to a party. Right. And I'm going to another party tomorrow. A birthday party of Zola's, which is my classmate from pre-K and preschool. Yeah. You've been a classmate with Zola for two years now. Yes. And I found out something just yesterday that I hadn't realized before. Your teacher, Mrs. Hobbs, apparently her niece is someone I went to school with. Who? For years. Her name is Jessica. I went to school with her for 12 years. 
So are you excited about the birthday party? Yeah. It's been a while since we could hang out with too many people, right? Mm -hmm. Because of COVID? Yeah. This summer, you got some interesting things going yeah. on, huh? What, what are you starting this summer? Camps and soccer. And soccer, yeah. You got a soccer ball today, didn't you? Yeah. Did you have fun kicking that around yes. in the yard? I also got shin guards. Uh-huh. Yeah, she kept telling me to kick her shins because it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yes. And then she tried to kick mine, and let me tell you, it hurt because I didn't Perfect. have shin guards on. Perfect. Neymar, you should buy shin guards for mm, I might need to if I got to practice soccer with you. Yeah, because there's going to be lots of kicking in your shins. What camps are you doing? Gymnastics, dance, acting, stuff like that. Fun. You're doing like an arts camp and then a movement camp, right? Yeah, and soccer. And soccer. I want to do cheerleading, but I'll hope, hopefully I'll do cheerleading next year. <laughs> Where do you think we should try to go on vacation this year if we can? Um, Holiday World. I don't know if we'll be ready for Holiday World. I am. We are all vaxxed up. I don't, I don't know what, well, I don't know what they're doing as far as all that goes. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. So what are you hoping to learn most going into kindergarten? Math. Math? Recess, J-A. <laughs> well, there's no way to learn recess. Every, all kids know recess. Mm -hmm. I think recess is every kid's favorite part of the day. The other things, too, like you'll actually eat lunch at school. Yeah, and one day here we had pre-K snack outside. Well, that was well, that was fun. Yeah. That's right. And it was your turn to do snack that day. And Mrs. Hobbs said you brought the perfect snack for a picnic. Mm-hmm. What was it? Velveeta's and Fruit Loop. I what? mean, Velveeta's and no. Velveeta and Velve Fruit Roll-Up. Velveeta biscuits and Fruit Roll-Ups. Yeah. I almost said Velveeta Fruit Roll-Up. Uh, Velveeta's a cheese. <laughs> Velveeta's a cheese. Yeah, like Velveeta shells and cheese. It's like macaroni cheese, except Mama doesn't like that kind I of cheese. I don't like that cheese. She doesn't like macaroni with Velveeta. Not one yeah. little bit do I and like that cheese. Velveeta <laughs> can also be in cupcakes. We we shared a Velveeta cupcake. A, a red velvet cupcake. Yes, Totally different. <laughs> a totally different thing. A, vel a Velveeta cupcake. <laughs> you could make some yummy That's... whipped frosting with it. You could cook eggs, then whip up the egg whites and make frosting. <laughs> For the Velveeta cupcake? Yeah. Cooked fro egg white frosting? <laughs> wow. This is sounding better and better. So other than soccer and camps, is there anything you're looking forward to this summer? Maybe more grandma and grandpa days. Maybe some extra grandma and grandpa time since when you start school full time, you won't have a grandma and grandpa day every week. Yes. And even extra on my last grandma and grandpa day. And maybe on Tuesdays we could come go over for dinner. Mm-hmm. You're so cute and I love you. Well, you're pretty cute, and we love you, too. Shout out to everyone else. Well, say it louder if you want to give a shout-out. I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone else. Your cousins? Mm -hmm. Your cousins with the cutest bunny in the world? Yeah. The bunny that's taking over Facebook. Yes. <laughs> so since this is a jelly bean report, 
Let's talk about jelly beans. Why don't you tell us one candy that you love, 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 and why you love it? <laughs> um, what's that candy you got yesterday? Candy I got yesterday. The green apple. Oh, the green apple licorice? Yeah, my favorite candy is green apple licorice and jelly beans that are grape. What did we get when we went to Indianapolis the other week that you didn't like? That was a jelly bean. Popcorn jelly. Yeah. You did not like them that Jelly Belly is popcorn jelly beans. I just don't really like the taste of them. So is there anything you would like to tell our listeners before you go to bed? I love you. I'm tired. And my (laughs) lip is chapped. (laughs) I love you. I'm tired and my lip is chapped. (laughs) I love you too. All right. (laughs) Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night. I love you. I'm tired. Oh, my trip is my trip is chapped. And my Her ship is chapped. <laughs> and on that complete deterioration of a thought, we say goodbye to another jelly bean report. Bye, everybody. Bye, my my chip is lapped and chapped and mapped and gapped and lapped. <laughs> We love rhyming. And please don't add that That is a wrap. (laughs) (laughs) Eileen Jellybean, what you gonna do? What you gonna say? What you gonna tell us all about today? And with that, that's our show. I'm John. I'm Andy. And it's been our pleasure to sit and talk about ourselves. Hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Oh Shoot Reboot is a product of Wayne Shop Productions. Check out our other podcasts at wayneshop.com, including our wonderful new gardening series from Andy's Brothers, It Ain't Dirt, It's Soil, which I also produce. And look for Wayne Shop the Podcast coming soon. Look for us on Facebook and Instagram. Search at Wayne Shop Productions. All production musical themes and sound design for our show is created by me. Our closing theme is Legend or Myth by Rosalind in the Way. I hear they're actually getting some more gigs now. The venues are opening up. Good for them. Hi, guys. We miss you. Thanks to our family for support, and a special thanks to our super cute co-host, who, as we speak, is wrapping up the last day of art camp. We love you, Eileen. Any last bits of wit and wisdom from my wondrous wife? Did you say wit and wisdom? Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) I will say, after this week... I encourage everyone to take a week off work when your child has something else to do so that you can get things accomplished at home. Oh, yes. We've been throwing out and donating all kinds of stuff out from under her nose. Right. And donate. Don't throw everything away because there's people out there who need it and our landfills don't. Thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. All the world's a stage I can play, I can play the right part To get me where I want to be And I can lie Make you feel like the fault was never mine I can hide behind some big lies But should I walk away from you?
This has been a Wayne Shout production.